Hey everyone, welcome to the Sport Kite Podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, and I want to thank you for tuning in and listening. If this is your first time listening uh, and you didn't know, this podcast is a part of the website, sportkite.org, and it's an all-volunteer-run website, as is this podcast. And so a big shout out to all of our volunteers who have offered their time and support, and then also a super, super big shout out to every one of our supporters that have gone to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite and donated to the cause. Every little bit really does help. It kind of helps keep the podcast alive. It keeps the website up and going. And yeah, we're reaching some really awesome goals and it's just, it's great to see. One of those uh, goals, those targets is I was hoping that before the 25th episode, we would have at least 2,500 downloads. And guess what? Thanks everybody. We surpassed 2,500 downloads sometime back in the 23rd episode. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, tuning in and listening and just, yeah, I want to give a huge thank you out to all of you. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to jump into this episode and yeah, let's get started. All right, so this episode is a little bit about training and technique. And since most of us out there are solo training, we're trying to teach ourselves how to do this. um, And we may not have access to more advanced flyers to kind of help us learn or other people to kind of give us critiques or any of that. I figured I would just kind of help a little bit with my experience as being a coach and creating training programs, um, how you can create your own training program that kind of will help you develop your technique and establish you know, a pattern of success. So if we go back to, I believe it was episode 22, I introduced you to how I'm approaching training and learning when it comes to sport kite flying. And that's with a fairly simple seven step approach to every technique, every trick, and every moment. I'm establishing that at the very, very beginning so that those seven steps are muscle memory when I start doing more advanced stuff. And it just kind of, I can fall back into that rhythm and it feels familiar and it's a lot easier for me to test and tweak and adapt and change things. And those seven steps is that first I go out and I do a shakeout flight. That's just kind of you know, getting everything out, getting the wobblies out and, you know, getting my mindset ready for what I'm about to do. The second step is a warm up. So I'm going to attempt to do the thing that I am wanting to do. The third is to identify what's going wrong, why it isn't working. The fourth after that is to then pick a single thing that I can correct and correct that single action. And when I say correct a single action, I'll kind of get a little bit more into that in the rest of this podcast episode, but it's really important that you kind of focus on a single thing at a time. And 
over time, you can start building on that later and kind of really refining things. But it's a lot easier if you focus on the single action and correct it. And then you kind of you kind of go through three and four and three and four and three and four multiple times. And then you combine each one of those single corrections that you've made. That's your step five is combining all of these single corrections you've made. And, you know, you test it, you fly it, and you see if it's, if it's worked. And then the sixth step in that is now everything you did, repeat it going the other way. So if this is a pattern that's going to the right, try flying the pattern to the left or changing up your entry or changing up your exit. Um, the purpose of this is to uh, kind of shake things up so that you have a more fluid approach to what is naturally going to happen when you're flying. And it also helps kind of counter that natural preference we have. You know, some people tend to favor things on the right side. Some people tend to favor things on the left side. And it takes a lot of active work to prevent that from happening. And then the seventh step is to chain stuff together. So it's just kind of like mixing everything together and seeing if it all works and then chain it with something else and see if you can now successfully move from one uh, trick or pattern into the next trick or pattern. All right. So, yeah, now let's get into kind of my a, a deeper approach or my approach when it comes to uh, refining your own technique, especially in the face of not having guidance or not having a coach or not having someone else that can help you in establishing or refining your technique. So I, I love number systems. So I have my seven steps of, of training. And then I also have uh, my four building blocks. So when I look at sport kite flying, every action in sport kite flying comes down to four building blocks. And I, I know some of the other experts may have a different approach to this, but this is how I break it down in my mind. And that's kind of why I wanted to share it with you because it may provide some insight. So the first building block, it has to do with speed and timing. And that is your hands and your arm speed. So all of your timing things are going to come from there. The second building block is your body mechanics. That's your footwork or your arm throws. It's it's the stuff that gives you greater distance. I call it my distance getters. The third is your inputs. So that's what type of input you're doing. Are you pushing? Are you pulling? Are you throwing? Are you going up? Are you going down? Are you going lateral? Right? So it, it's not the timing, which is number one, it's not your distance, which is number two, it is actually the action that you are doing is number three. And then the fourth one is placement. And placement really means where in the wind window are you, are you doing this thing, right? Now for each one of these building blocks, uh, they are applicable to every trick, every pattern, everything you're going to do has every one of these elements in it. It doesn't matter if it's something as simple as a launch and a land, or if you're doing, say, 540 backspins into cascade or a rising cascade or a fountain or whatever it's called, and doing crazy amounts of slackline tricks, 
the four basic building blocks are in every single one of these things. And so it is worth noting uh, that uh, when we are watching, say, videos on YouTube and we're trying to analyze what is going on so that we can mimic it, our natural tendency is to only mimic the inputs. And that's the push, pull, throw, up, down, lateral. We get really focused on those things. And that is not something that is unique to sport kite flying. Um, that really does apply in a lot of other uh, sports. But in sport kite flying, we see it where people say, I want to see your hands. They, they ask fl the experienced flyers, they say, I want to see your hands, what you're doing and, you know, how you're moving your hands and, and get it on video so I can see it. And this is kind of a hyper focus on inputs. It is just our natural tendency because our brains think that if I do that input, then I get that result. Well, the problem is, is that we are not paying as much devoted attention to those other three, the speed and timing, which is, which is building block number one, and the body mechanics or distance getters, that's building block number two. And we are not necessarily paying attention to building block number four, which is the placement, where in the wind window you're doing this. And yes, if you hyper-focus on number three, and you're really good at mimicking and emulating uh, other people's motions, you may be able to do the trick. But what will happen is it's very obvious that you are muscling your way through it. You are, you're forcing the action to happen. So it, it means that you're weaker in the other parts and it just doesn't feel as as clean and as crisp. And you can see this uh, when the, the flying looks like it's kind of sloppy or uncoordinated or the corners aren't very sharp or uh, it just, it doesn't feel very intentional. And that is ultimately the whole thing about this is that every action you do with the kite should be flying with intent and the only way that you can truly fly with intent is to have that innate understanding of building block number one which is your speed and your timing building block number two your your distance scatters building block number three your inputs and building block number four your placement all right, so I know that uh, I know that not everyone listening to this podcast is beginners, and that I actually have a lot of experienced advanced folks that listen to this podcast. So this part is now for you, and I really, really hope you hear it. And you know, maybe you listen to this whole first part, and you're just thinking, you know, whatever bullshit. This is another beginners episode, and I'm going to tell you shut up and just just listen. Trust me, as, as a coach, this is really, really important. This is something that I am always trying to instill those that I'm coaching and training so that they can have a better ownership of their own advancement in their own training and they don't look for coaches, right? So, as in a way, I'm doing this to help eliminate my job so that we can all be better at coaching ourselves. And all right, so if we kind of 
go back to those four building blocks and we think about an advanced flyer that already has the skills and and maybe maybe they can actually fly intentionally. And so, you know, they have a pretty good grasp on what they're doing and, you know, they can do all of the great tricks and they can perform and all of this, then what do these four building blocks have to do with them? Well, this is where you can now advance your flying just a little bit more. So you have, if you've refined your understanding of, of timing, of distance, and of inputs and placement, so much so that you have it as an innate knowledge that you can feel it, try playing around with one of those and seeing what happens. Seeing if you can play around with one and compensate with the other three to get the same result. What this will do is it'll expand your flying and your capability to fly. And it may kind of open up a new way for you to, to fly or do things. And ironically, like we all naturally do this at, at some point when it comes to a certain level of sport kite flying, we kind of do this the moment that we pick up another kite that doesn't fly like the one that we're used to. Because now I have to do something slightly different with my timing. Now I have to do something slightly different with the inputs to get the same result that I had on this kite over here. And that's like a hyper-focused way of looking at it is that now you kind of want to take that information and that practice and see if you can do it on the same kite that you're used to flying with. See if you can kind of tweak things here and there. Maybe push something a little bit too hard so that you know where that limit is again and then kind of dial it back. Maybe drop it all the way off and really up one of the other building blocks and see if maybe just maybe it makes your flying that much more crisp and that much more perfect. And yes, I know perfect is relative, but perfect in your mind where you're really nailing that trick, you're really getting things down and it just looks great. The other side effect of this is in a way it's kind of obvious, but I'm going to go ahead and say it is the other side effect of doing something like this where you where you kind of start playing with the building blocks instead of establishing the building blocks is that it increases your adaptability and also create it increases your creativity when it comes to flying. So you may be the best freaking flyer out there, but now I'm going to tell you that I'm going to put you on a pedestal that is only three feet wide and you're going to be flying over a few thousand people and you can't crash into them because that'll be an insurance claim. But I need you to perform that massive big outdoor routine that you did. And I need you to do it on this tiny little, you know, three by three pedestal standing over everybody. Well, holy crap. All right. Well, I've just taken out that one major building block for you, the distance, right? You're not going to be able to really step into or step back to create those big distances that you might need for certain tricks. So if you have worked on playing with some of those other building blocks, you might be able to adapt. Now, granted, there is a point where if you completely eliminate one of these building blocks or you completely change it, you just, you 
cannot get to the same result. But in playing around with that and understanding where you can kind of move those levers and kind of adjust things and, and piece things together, then you know where you you know where you can't, but you definitely know where you can. And it may be somewhere different than where you thought before. So there we go. There are some building blocks to help you with your own self-training and self-coaching. And I would love to hear what you think. Do you agree with me? Disagree with me? Do you have a different set of building blocks? Do you have a different way of approaching your training? I would love to share it on here because guess what? We are pretty much all in this by ourselves, but we're trying to come together and help educate each other. So if you have a really unique or awesome way of learning or approaching these things, I would love to share it with all of your fellow sport kite flyers out there. So reach out to me at info at sportkite.org and either myself or one of the other uh, hosts or volunteers will respond to you. Probably be me just because, yeah, it's me. Anyways, uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. And yeah, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and share this with your friends. And oh yeah, of course. If you like what you heard here, consider supporting us through buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite. All right. Peace out, everybody. I will talk to you next time.